you want to listen and tune in on that. So, and also in a couple minutes, about 15 minutes or so, we're going to continue our segment with Dr. Walt, Michael Walt. He's, you know, and that's our, under our health news segment. And that would be with Dr. Walt. And that would be the four part series of a six part series on autism. And you definitely want to tune in with Dr. Walt. He has great insights. He's been a, a practitioner in reference to your blood chemistry, what goes on in your on your chemistry and your blood cells for the last 27 years. He's a director and owner of the Longevity Institute of uh, Integrated Medicine in Mount Kisco, New York. And you can go to his website at blooddetective.com. And definitely you want to see probably treatments and techniques that are about 10, 20 years ahead of the time. So, again, you want to tune in on his segment. And also, too, you can listen to all these great shows on PRN. They've been archived there, so definitely you want to tune in on that. And also on the NDC Savings Club. Uh, the, the show's also been archived there. And you definitely want to follow us on Facebook. And please share this with your friends, family, and neighbors. So, again, as you can see here, everyone, we have a lot of great topics here. Uh, important uh, things that are going to happen in the future or is happening now and and also ways to help you save money. So talking about saving money, let's talk a little bit about the Endesee Savings Club. Again, that's the EndeseeSavingsClub.com. And basically, it's a free resource that you can go to this website and you can look f- for ways to save money on all your health care needs. Even if you have insurance, and definitely if you don't have any insurance or any kind of coverage, or if you know people that might need this, neighbors, friends, and family that might need this, uh, the website gets converted into over 52 different languages, so they'll be able to look at the different savings programs that are there. And also, too, we have these shows. It's archived there as well. And uh, let's say you want to learn how you can save money on your dental and vision plans starting for $8 or $16 a month. We have a whole program there, discounted program for dental and vision. So again, you can listen to the show and you can contact the company. We give you the 800 numbers. These are companies that have been around for 10, 20, 30, 50 years. They're solid, good national companies that you can be in contact with them and learn about their benefits. A lot of the times these programs, our members get special pricing. So again, about two weeks ago, we did a whole program on a whole new, it was uh, tomypolicies.com and with Mary Sullivan, and she was talking about how they created this whole app to help you store all your information in case of disasters or emergencies, and again, using technology, and the app, it was like only like uh, for like $10 a month that you can use this whole service to get all your medical uh, information, your your insurance policies, your auto policies, everything that you want, it will go, again, on these mobile devices, and it's all inscripted and secure with all with HIPAA compliance and all. So, again, you might want to go into our Facebook or go into our archives, definitely here on PRN, and listen 
and what kind of savings our members can get and listen to the program, how I, I spoke to Mary and went over the, this great program that we talked about, like maybe about two weeks ago. So definitely, as you can see, that's what the Savings Club is there, to offer you all kinds of benefits and programs there. We have over 75 of them, 75 of them that you can look at. Uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of government programs out there. I mean, we pay so much money, and, and, the, and the government is probably the, the biggest employer, and you have all these people waiting to get their you know pensions and retire and doing their jobs and working hard and then using the resources, and there's programs out there. Most people are not aware of this, so they'll be able to go in there and look under the tab on the left-hand side of the website where it says resources. And you'll be able to see their programs like disaster relief, reemployment, where the government will help you pay, give you grants. There's all kinds of great things on there. Uh, as I'm looking at the website, and this is just for resources, um, you have here the Association for Injured and Disabled Workers, and that's based out of Washington, D.C., a nonprofit organization. That would help injured and disabled workers. Uh, you can get free credit reports there. Uh, Re-employment help, where they'll teach you, uh, again, for training, even for financial help. After you've been laid off or fired from a job or in between jobs, they can help you. And, again, these are all tabs that you'll be able to look at and click onto it and go directly and contact the people there. And all we are, like I said, it's a directory to help you in many ways to help you save money or to educate you. As I keep going on these resources, we also have here all, all kinds of government benefits that people are, and citizens are entitled to. So again, for assistance, information, and all kinds of other benefits that are there. Uh, like I mentioned before, we have here disaster assistance that people can have over 70 different forms and 17 federal agencies that they'll be able to help you. And disaster assistance, everyone, we all know that climate change has happened. Uh, our weather patterns are going to get worse each year. So if you did not get flooding next year, you might get flooding this year or definitely by the next year, and it will be a continuous on a continuous basis. The same thing with the coal, you know, freezing coal coming up from the Arctic. Why do you think it's so cold from the Arctic? Because all that snow is melting. The jet stream picks up all that coal. It has to go somewhere, and it gets dragged all the way down to us here in the middle of the U.S., all the way down to Florida. And that's how much snow is melting. This all cold weather has to go somewhere. So, again, prepare for the winter, uh, have alternative energy sources there, heating sources. Uh, one thing that I personally have is a kerosene heater. Uh, you can buy one for $100, get you know get containers of kerosene, and you know put them outside, of course, to ventilate. And in case there is no electricity, you have no heat. And even if you have water stored, that thing is frozen. So. Even if you have these generators, you know, uh, they're very expensive. And how much fuel do you need? So, again, uh, kerosene heaters, I think they're great. I have them for emergency when it's really cold. We have had blackouts. 
you know, for three days to nine days. And I was really comfortable with my kerosene heater and keeping everything going. So, again, these are like little things that people are not aware of. And things are going to happen. Uh, I'm preparing for flooding. Um, you know, uh, rain that's just going to rain for five days or a week or two weeks. The ground can't hold it. The sewer systems and the drainage systems cannot hold it. And then outside your door, you're going to have a river. And guess what that river also is going into your basement if you have if you have it. So take all your valuables out of your basements if you have anything in the basements or if you're ground level of your home. Put them up higher like, you know, pictures and albums and valuable things that you might have storage. Prepare for damage, flooding. Not now, but it would definitely happen. And you've been seeing stories like this out there on the news. People never had it. And isn't it interesting that, you know, they never have experience. Now they're experienced. That is the normal now. And each time will get worse. More tornadoes, flooding, hurricanes, snow, you know, uh, lots of snow. I'm preparing. I'm here in the East Coast. I'm preparing for a lot of snow. And every year gets progressively worse. So again, as you can see, we're trying to. I'm trying here to help provide information, and that's what this NDCSavingsClub.com is. To continue with it, we have a whole section here for protect your your children from sex offenders. How would you like to know who's around you? You know, you have kids, and you want to see who's around you that has a record, and this website, it's free. Uh, we have access to it. You guys will be able to have access to it, and you'll be able to actually put in your zip code, and then they'll be able to give you who are the violators that have to be registered by the state and their pictures and their conviction. That's for free, everyone. That can cost you $10, $20, $30 a month for that service. It's there for you guys. So, again, as you can see, we have all these services. So, it, it goes on and on in reference to this, you know, uh, NDC Savings Club. And again, we have a whole section here also for holistic and natural health care. That's the very first one. So definitely you, you want to take advantage of this NDCSavingsClub.com. Please share it with your friends and family. Send it to each other. You can send that right from the website. So again, everyone... This is, you know, what we're here to do, to help you. And talking about help, at, at this part of the show now, I'm going to bring in Dr. Wall, and he's going to talk again about his six-part series on autism. And he has a very interesting point of view because he has treated over, you know, over tens of thousands of people on the biochemistry, on the cellular level. So he has a really good point of view on this, on his autism so again, this is part four of a six-part series. You can go back in the archives and listen to the previous show or write on our Facebook. So again, here's Dr. Walt with the uh, part four on autism. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Michael Walt, and welcome to Ask the Blood Detective. I am the blood detective. That is my nickname because I look deeply in the in nutrition, in the holistic health field for natural solutions, but because I 
work within an integrated medical facility known as Integrated Medicine of Mount Kisco, uh, I have access to the very best of medicine, the very best of nutrition, because sometimes that is needed. Or sometimes we need medical technologies like laboratory testing to really find out what the individual needs are for children. So just to remind new listeners, this is a discussion, our fourth discussion actually, on autism and ASDs or autism spectrum disorders, what I call the autism epidemic because it is an epidemic. I'll restate what I've said in other shows that autism spectrum disorders or ASDs affect at least one in 60 children. That is an epidemic. So I want to continue the conversation that I started last time of causes or potential causes of ASDs. The last show we ended with uh, ultrasounds routinely used in medicine and, and perpetuated as entirely harmless, but these sound waves that are run over the bellies of pregnant uh, mothers uh, are known to potentially disrupt DNA, and this DNA damage can cause potentially many diseases, not just ASDs and autism, but many cancers and other t- sorts of issues. But let's start with a new conversation. What about something called brain-derived neurotrophic factor? Now, this is a, uh, a chemical that when is low in the blood or the circulating brain circulation does not allow the brain to develop well. It can be affected prenatally, but also a postnatally, and nutrition may have some effects there. I'm just going to go through some of these causes here. I won't say more about that at this point. I'd like to talk about heavy metals because many of you have bombarded me with emails and calls to talk more about this whole heavy metal influence. Are heavy metals a problem in ASDs and autism? And I would say, perhaps. This depends on the person. We can't simply assume that that everyone exposed to metals uh, gets those metals uh, taken into their bodies and uh, into their brains and disrupting uh, the brain development because that simply doesn't happen in everyone. But uh, I do check everyone, and that should be checked. Metals should be checked in a number of ways, sometimes by checking red blood cell membrane of metals, which represent storage areas of metals. Other times the metals will exit the body through the urine. That's a good thing. You want them out of the body. And there'll always be some or commonly some metals coming out of just about everyone if you breathe the air or eat anything that's, uh, you know, possibly exposed or has been rained on at any time because the rain, of course, contains many of these toxins. And also plasma levels. So urine, red blood cell membrane, plasma levels, sometimes breath levels of metals. And it's important to do the right tests. Um, I am not a proponent of hair analysis. It is entirely unproven and it's unnecessary because there are better tests. So if it were my child, and I have uh, a child with a developmental issue and a, a large uh, practice base with these issues, I want to use the right tests. So, you know, one study said about metals that heavy metal toxicity cannot be ruled out, referring to metals possibly causing ASDs. But practically speaking, traditional medicine pays basically no attention to this. And to make matters worse, it's only paid attention to if the metals are tested, which are rarely done, rarely tested correctly, and they ignore the presence of metals. The metals in traditional medicine have to be out of the clinical range to be uh, paid attention to, and that's just wrong, because there's no evidence to that ever suggested that these 
artificially defined ranges represented the, like there was an acceptable amount of a metal in someone's body and brain? There is not. So, to be honest, uh, I must also say that many non-traditional or alternative or holistic uh, healthcare providers also do not do this area of metals, uh, metal removal, uh, which should never be done alone. You know, one has to ask the question, if someone has metal toxicity resulting in ASD or any other health problem, then, you know, what, why are they susceptible to bioaccumulating metals? Again, not everyone exposed to metals. A personal patient will say to me, Dr. Wald, you're telling me I have heavy metals, but I, I don't eat fish ever. There are many other sources of metals. Well, they'll say, well, you know, I eat fish, which is a source of, let's say, lots of aluminum and mercury, also arsenic, which is a toxin, not a heavy metal. They'll say, well, I don't eat a lot of it. It's not how much you eat. It's how much these chemicals, whether the metals or other toxins, accumulate in that person due to their body's inherent ability to detoxify. Yes, the liver detoxifies. Yes, the gut detoxifies. But so does the cardiovascular system, lymphatic system, the skin. By the way, the skin does not detoxify metals. Metals are too large to come out of the skin. There are a lot of bogus detoxification methods that, that promote this. And I'm writing a book right now called The Detox Deception. You can read all about that. So. It's really important to consider metals in the full context of all the other health issues uh, that can be discerned through careful questionnaires and laboratory tests and symptom questionnaires in AS and in ASD uh, children, uh, both uh, you know boys and girls and also adults. And then you put together a comprehensive program. Too many people see me and they just want the metal removed or the metal tested as if that could possibly have been the one and only problem, and it almost never is. You know, metals are important, though. Don't get me wrong. They damage, they cause all kinds of damage in the body. I'll, I'll throw out a couple of fancy terms to you. They, they, they damage something called microtubules in the genes and short and long-term uh, or short and long axon damage. Axons are part of the nerve cells in the brain, and they affect the growth of various areas of the brain. I mean, the list goes on and on, and metals can disrupt hormones and the neurotransmitter pathways. You know, neurotransmitters in the brain are those chemicals uh, which are disrupted in many of the brains of, of those with ASD that just allow for all the, the symptoms that are characteristic of these, of these conditions. The thinking, the processing, the behavioral, the socialization problems. Metals can cause disruption in what is known as the GABAergic, G-A-B-A-E-R-G-I-C, the GABAergic and the glutaminergic balance pathways. Metals can inhibit growth hormone and methionine synthetase activity. These are some of the really important things that we have to look at. So if you are seeing a practitioner and they have not brought up these terms, you need to investigate them. But the evidence suggests that mercury, and I'm quoting here, quote, the evidence suggests that mercury may either be causal or contributory in brain pathology in ASD, okay? And many of, I've found, and this has been shown in several studies, that many of the other children and, and, and even adults that have ASDs have higher copper to zinc ratios. And uh, too much copper relative to zinc means certainly you need to give them zinc to offset that. But we have to find out, well, why and what problems have been caused by this high ratio and what nutrients are needed for that and how do we look at the environment to reduce the exposure. It sounds complicated, but with a calm and with a structured blood detective approach, 
which is what I call it, you can get through a lot of these investigations. I've seen people for years and years and years that have not had even the most basic things done. All they have done maybe would be to identify some metals and they were given some chelators. Chelators are either nutrients or medications that remove, grab onto a metal and bring it out of the body. Well, that's fine and good, except chelators also remove many, many minerals from the body. And to have a chelator to grab onto a metal and bring it out doesn't necessarily improve the body's ability to detoxify that metal in the first place. And again, as I said, we have to look at the environment to see where these metals are coming from and why is this particular child susceptible to bioaccumulating them. There are chelators like EDTA, which should always be taken in the right balance with other nutrients to work. And by the way, a chelator or chelators must be specific for the toxin in question. I've heard people say, oh, chlorophyll is the best chelator, vitamin C is the best chelator. This is nonsense. Even medicine that knows very little about nutritional chelation knows more than that. If you read a toxicology book, they'll talk about specific nutrients needed in specific pathways that handle certain toxins, such as certain metals. Sometimes we need to handle multiple different detox chelation pathways. And we have to combine certain nutrients like the use of DHA or what is known as EPA DHA oil, which one could get from flaxseed or fish oils, for example, which of course we want metal-free fish oil. The metals are contaminating the oceans to a level that is unprecedented. But assuming you get them clean, the omega-3 fats, which are what these fish and flaxseed oils are known to contain, along with other types of fatty acids that are beneficial, like omega-6s and 9s, they make uh, cell membranes of all of the cells in the body more fluid, so toxins, metals can more easily exit these cells. Plus, these omega-3 fats are anti-inflammatory. They are known to improve brain repair. They lower cardiovascular risk. They, they affect so many healthful processes. It, it's just unbelievable. But there are many other nutrients, too, that could potentially chelate. Uh, I'm not saying run out and get these, it should be, they should be tested with each, with each child or considered based on a total picture. There's green tea extracts and Boswellia. They have neuroprotective effects as well. Let's continue with one more cause, maybe two, depending on our time today in a short segment, of causes of ASDs, autism spectrum disorders. Well, no conversation would ever be complete without talking about the role of infections and uh, beta or B-strep maternal infections are known to cause inflammation and induce maternal inflammation of the offspring, the baby's brain. This is a known fact. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, the, the mother's exposed to this, the baby has issues, and then they're just, the biochemistry isn't paid attention to, their immune systems are not repaired. It's one thing to test and find out a problem or to assume that there's this problem, but we need to have healing solutions. So, as I just mentioned, B-strep is the most frequent infection among uh, pregnant women, and this is another example of an environmental factor uh, causing ASDs. Uh, not a genetic factor, you know, it goes beyond just genetics, but B-strep can cause brain damage. Hospitals, by the way, are loaded with many other types of pathogens, too, that may affect the mother and the, and the newborn baby. The nurses, the doctors, the surfaces of hospitals, they're teeming with bugs, and pregnant and birthing mothers are exposed to all of it. 
And, you know, an interesting fact is about 95% of hospital dust is human skin cells. I mean, hospitals are disgusting places. I had all three of my children at home. I must be crazy. <laughs> and they're all wonderful. And then we've got our Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases like babesiosis, ehrlichiosis, and then there's other viral issues, there's Epstein-Barr disease. You know, all of these infections alter immunity. They, these, these bugs produce, like bacteria produce certain endotoxins like propionic acid that is associated as being elevated in the brains of many of the ASD conditions causing brain damage. And just throwing a probiotic, a healthy bacteria like lactobacillus acidophilus, that's just not going to do it. That's, I'm not saying don't do it, but they're not all the same. The doses have to be right. There are different types of probiotics to counteract these bacteria, and then there's different nutrition we need for, for fungi and viruses and parasites. And we need to eye test the immune systems of each of the ASD uh, people, children that I see. I say immune systems because there's the cell-mediated immune system, there's the humoral immune system, there's the complement immune system, and we'll talk during one of the next shows all about these different immune systems. And also, uh, the very uh, first two shows that I did were on uh, the basics of the immune system and how to treat infections. That was show number two, so I encourage you to, to listen to those. So. I want to end by, by thanking you all for listening. Continue to send me your questions because they're guiding the topics that I focus on each week. So I'm here every Wednesday at 2 o'clock. I'm Dr. Michael Wall, the blood detective, and you can reach me at 914-242-8844. Or please send me your comments to info at intmedny.com. Go to my website as well, or just Google me, Dr. Wald, or the blood detective. Thanks. Have a great day. All right there, Dr. Walt. Thank you so much. Uh, again, as everyone you heard, you have great information going on there to help people, you know, in reference to autism. And he has helped me. I do have a, a daughter with autism. And definitely she is recovering from all the great help that he has mentioned. So, again, uh, tune in to the next uh, two more shows, fifth and the sixth show coming up next week. And then this this way you can have it archived if you miss any of them, and definitely you know you want to keep track of it. So at this point of the show, I would love to bring in my special guest, Richard Martin. Martin, are you on the call with us? I am indeed. How you doing, Richard? Great to have you on the call, and I know you're calling us from far away. Correct. That is correct. I am in Southeast Asia in Penang, and I've been here since 2009, and uh, loving every minute of it. Oh, wow. Um, yes, uh, we were talking about the intro of the show. I talked about you know uh, about financial breakdown, and uh, it, it seems like things are quiet now, and it's probably to come before the storm. Is that there might be something there? Oh, no question about it. Um, I uh, I make no bones about it. I was wrong about the stock market for a very long time. I never believed that the Federal Reserve or any of these other central banks could be so crazy and so irresponsible uh, as to 
wantonly throw money into the system mm-hmm. basis some crackpot idea that Ben Bernanke had about how they did it all wrong at the time of the Great Depression and that if only they'd put more money into the system, there would have been no Great Depression and uh, everybody would have been back to work and all would have been well. Well, of course, that was nonsense. Uh, that's a complete misreading of what happened at the time. And uh, he just basically went against all kinds of economic theories that have been offered up since, uh, since the Great Depression and indeed before it, hmm. and decided that he knew of a system, of a, of a secret panacea that had never been tried before, which was bound to work and everybody would be happy and riding off into the sunset. And it didn't work. And it couldn't work. I mean, think about it, Alex. If all you had to do was to print money, then why would anybody ever go to work again? I mean, we could all sit at home, either print our own money or just wander down to the bank and pick up some of the printed money courtesy of Ben Bernanke and Alan Greenspan and uh, the current school mom, Janet Yellen. Just pick up the money and go and spend it. I mean, why not? I mean, the money's there. All you have to do is just go to the bank, pick it up, spend it, and everybody's happy. Why bother to work? Of course it can't work. You cannot print your way to wealth. But, uh, it, Richard, it's Richard, so ludicrous that Richard, but I would say it, it just did work. the mind to think that there are actual crackpots out there that believe that it can work. Well, Richard, I, I'm saying that it did work because they printed that money and the bankers and all the corporations got all the money. We, it did work for them. We, the people, got nothing, and it's our money. <laughs> I mean, so I'm saying that well, it did work. it remains to be seen if it did work or didn't. I mean, the proof of the pudding, really, in mm-hmm. this respect, is how this whole thing resolves. And I can assure you mm-hmm. there are already countries in the world that can show you very clearly how it will resolve. And I'm thinking um, at this point of Greece, although I could be referring to Cyprus, which came before. Um, Greece is a case in point which had uh, received large wads of money, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, they spent. But mm-hmm. at the point at which they spent it, they had nothing to pay back in terms mm-hmm. of interest on the loans that they'd taken. They had no uh, money. They had no production. Uh, when you're a country that just produces ouzo and a little bit of tourism in the summer, mm-hmm. that's not exactly a very healthy basis on which to predicate the payment of interest on several hundred billion dollars worth of loans. And indeed, Greece has not been able to do that. And Mm. so the uh, result is going to be that Greece will spend several decades in penury trying Mm. to pay off this money and not being able to do so and not being able to attract any more money, any investment money, because people will realize that that money will be scooped up and handed Mm. to the uh, bankers. So Greece is finished. Greece is going to be a basket case for years to come. And Greece um, offers us the blueprint Mm -hmm. of what is going to happen to the rest of the world, especially in the West, and especially Mm -hmm. uh, the United States and Japan. Well, you know what, uh, Richard? See, when I look at Greece, you know what it reminds me of? The bankers, the world banks, the powers that be, the money, turned around and gave Greece a credit card. (laughs) 
they gave them, you know, back like 10, 20 years ago when they gave us all these free credit cards and it's just free money and people just took the credit cards and start making the minimum payment. So what happened with Greece, the, the World Banks or whatever, gave Greece and all these other countries like Spain and Italy and all, they gave them a free credit card. Here, take all the free credit you want and don't worry about paying and make low payments and now you're enslaved to us. And for me, that's what it seems like, that they, they got well, the a credit card that you're never going to pay off. States, isn't it? I mean, they just uh, gave out money to people to buy houses yeah. uh, on the basis of subprime loans that they could never possibly hope to have a prayer of repaying. Well, isn't, isn't that and, the slavery? Uh, it's the same kind of Concept crazy uh, epidemic of just handing money out uh, yeah, that has gripped Richard, the whole world, basically. Yeah, Richard, but see, it, it, it's... The, the world's powers to be gave the money like a free credit card here, free, free credit to, you know, Greece and Italy and all these countries, you know, uh, Ireland and stuff. And guess who took the free credit card? The politicians, the people, they, the power, the people, the power to be, they took the money, oh, the free money. I'm a politician, I'm the government. Oh, free money from – and these are loans that you can never pay just like a credit card. So then they took the money for themselves, spend the money for themselves, and then like party. And, and then after they finished partying and stuff, they stuck the bill to the regular citizen that never went to the party. And that's where it's all defaulting on me. And, and that, that's what it seems like right now, that the whole world just got over that hump of free credit card – now everybody is coming due to pay that credit card bill, that the interest rate just keeps growing and growing, and they can't pay it. So for me, that, that's, for me things seem that simple to me. <laughs> I would agree. Sense? They are that simple. I mean, there's no more yeah. – uh, it, it isn't very complicated. I mean, if you hand mm -hmm. out money, whether it's to a country or a teenager, uh, mm -hmm. if you, you, you do so fully – in the knowledge that you may never get paid back. You mm -hmm. know, it's the same with the housing market. The housing, uh, the, the, the banks, the mortgage companies that were handing out money in the early 2000s to these homeowners, mm -hmm. uh, they had to know that they would never get paid back. And they knew that they would never get paid back. Of course they knew. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, you, you look at somebody like Angelo Mozilla, who um, ran a company that was doing this, the biggest company in the country that was, that was handing out money in this way. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, he joked at the time that he knew that the money would never get paid back. But the, 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 the reality is that, Nobody had an interest in, in checking this kind of thing. There was, everybody was just getting paid their fees and their bonuses uh, and their fat salaries. And so the, the, the system got perverted in a way which nobody could apparently predict. And it all started with Alan Greenspan. I mean, the, the whole thing began in the 90s when Alan Greenspan decided, actually in 1987 to be precise, that um, the way to deal with any kind of financial upset was to throw money at it. And it started with the crash of 1987, and then it went through the savings and loan crisis of the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and uh, then, uh, you know, things just ran out of control, careened out of control uh, mm. with the uh, 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 small cap stock 
crash back in the year 2000 and the way they threw money at that in order to try to save the save the system, which of course led directly to the housing market blow up in 2005-2006. They lent money to the banks to cover themselves for that. Uh, and then you had the, the, the what they thought was the real financial crisis in 2008-2009, but which, as I see it, was nothing more than the dress rehearsal for what we are now about to see, which is the sovereign country crash. Uh, in other words, the crash of the very entities that are considered to be the lenders of last resort. They themselves are bankrupt. The um, Federal Reserve right now is underwater uh, to the tune of about four and a half trillion dollars. Uh, the country, of course, is, has, a, has a net debt of right now of 18 trillion, nearly 19 trillion. As soon as they've raised the debt limit, which of course they will do, it'll be 19 trillion dollars. Uh, but the very lender of last resort itself is already in hock to the tune of four and a half trillion. So th there is no further uh, fail-safe mechanism you know, unless some white knights ride in from Mars. But uh, yeah. in the absence of, you know, money that just simply has not been discovered, uh, th this is it. This is the final uh, hurrah, yeah. and uh, it will lead to many, many years, if not decades, of absolute penury uh, and a total and complete reset of the financial system and the economic system. And the markets will, in my opinion, lose somewhere between 95 and 97 percent of their value. Remember, Alex, that the market lost 87 percent of its value back in 19, between 1929 and 1931. And the uh, economic situation wasn't anything like as grave mm -hmm. as it is today. So my contention has always been that if it could lose 87 percent, back in 1931, there's absolutely no reason why it shouldn't go the way of, 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 of Cyprus or Russia mm -hmm. um, or, or, or Zimbabwe and lose uh, more than 95% of its value um, in, in the coming years. And I believe it will. And there's plenty of ways to make some very good money uh, during that uh, process as well, by the way. Oh, wow. So um, right now, the only difference since back then in the 1930s till now that we're dealing out on a global stage. <laughs> so it's everyone. Right. Everyone's going down the drain. So, I mean, right. m mostly everyone who is whatever, quote, quote, unquote, civilized. The other people that are, you know, not civilized, they're probably, they won't miss a beat because they're, they're still doing what they're doing. And, you know, people, you know, probably in, in the rainforests down in Brazil, and they're probably just their, their simple way of life. You know, let's just say anyone who doesn't have Internet will miss a beat, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that it is uh, true that the uh, developing countries in general will mm. fare less badly than the uh, mm. developed countries. Uh, and uh, China is a case in point. I mean, these peasants mm -hmm, yeah. that moved into the cities to get work, uh, chi China is actually in a meltdown right now, in its own you know, economic meltdown. And these people are going to find themselves very soon without work. And they will probably have to go back to the countryside. So mm -hmm. they're only being basically 
10, 15 years in the big cities. So mm-hmm. they'll probably just go back where they came from. But the real trouble, the real big fall will be the major economies because they have the furthest to fall and mm. they have the most to lose and they are the ones least expecting this. Uh, and so, uh, you know, when you consider what to do in terms of whether to stay in these countries, whether to leave, whether to go somewhere mm. else to a part of the world which has not undergone the kind of financial uh, madness that these countries have, uh, I think uh, the area of the world to consider is Asia, where I am. That's why I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's 2.45 in the morning right now, and uh, this is uh, basically as far away from the United States pretty much as it's possible to get 12 hours difference from East Coast time. I mean, mm-hmm. we're literally right around the other side of the world. And my contention is that this part of the world will gain uh, where the West loses. It used to be that China was, in fact, the leading economy of the world. You know, many hundreds of years ago, it lost its place to Europe and then the United States, and I think its time is coming back. But mm. uh, whatever the situation, and people find it very hard to believe this, but I will tell you that those one percenters who think they're sitting pretty, and indeed the rest of the 99% who think that the 1% will never get touched, um, they should uh, re-examine their thoughts because those 1% depend on the labors of the 99% to be that 1%. And if those 99% don't come through with the goods, the 1% are going to be the biggest losers of all. Now, this is not PC to say this because you always want to say, oh, the poor people are going to get poorer, etc. Yeah. But I can assure you that these 1% are the people most... Uh, maxed out with debt, uh, most exposed to the vagaries of the economy. And as the economy collapses, um, these one percenters are going to be the ones jumping out of windows. Hmm. Wow. You know, we all kind of feel that something is happening. It's going to happen in the near future in reference to financial issues, you know, financial breakdown. So again, um, I wanted to have maybe some other point of view uh, of having this financial uh, breakdown that's going to happen to us. We don't know when, if it's going to be towards, you know, the end of this year, the beginning of the new year, but things are happening. Um, I'm getting emails here from people. And one of the emails that they did mention, I have here Larry from Colorado and he says that he does believe that things are happening across the country that all we should be aware, you know, be aware of. And he says that uh, there's a lot of military uh, movements are going on all over the country and mostly out there in the West. So, again, uh, you're, you're seeing this. You're, you're seeing our, our police force being militarized. You know, uh, they have military equipment and weapons and all. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that our constitution says that we should have no military presence within our, you know, within the country, only, you know, only in the military bases and outside. But we're beginning to see this. So again, like Larry from Colorado, he's right. There, there is a lot of military activity going on. Uh, they call them war games or, you know, movements that they're doing. 
and you can go on YouTube and stuff, and you can see all this, um, you know, uh, crazy stuff going on. So either we're planning for a natural disaster that might happen, and it seems like all this military, all this stuff is happening, is happening out there in, in in the West. So, but it also could be, you know, an earthquake that might happen that scientists are planning for or trying to help. So again, we don't know what's going on in everyone. So a, a lot of crazy stuff is happening all around this. So as you can see here, uh, like I mentioned before, all you can do is try to prepare. You know, prepare, try to uh, think ahead of what might happen. Much like I, I mentioned before, the other thing, if, if nothing does happen within the next, you know, uh, six months to a year, we still have to deal with the weather patterns, the crazy weather patterns. Uh, we're we're coming in now into the autumn, into the winter, so definitely expect more crazy weather. Uh, expect more snow. Uh, you see what happened out there in Maine and Boston. They probably last year in in, in 2014 they they got anywhere from 20 to 30 feet of snow. Out here in New York, New Jersey, we got about 10 feet of snow. I'm predicting that this year, you know, will be double. And that, those are the weather patterns. And also, too, if you start thinking about all this snow melting all at once, you know, and you can have flooding, like I mentioned before, in your, in your basement or if you're on the ground floor, at least your ground floor. So if you're able, start taking out a lot of the uh, possessions that you have that are valuable to you and and then move them up higher, you know, photo albums and videos and records that you have and, and things of, you know, of your past and children and all, and things are important, and start putting them up higher on your second floor in your attic or somewhere, and, you know, in case something happens, because... You know, how we are, we always wait until something happens. Then we say, well, I wish I would have known something. I should have done something. So, again, don't underestimate, you know, what what's happening out there, you know. So, again, I guess we're still having technical difficulties with uh, Richard. So maybe we'll have him on, on, on another show in the future. But if he calls in, I'll let everyone get back. So, um, but right now, everyone... Like, again, this is what the Endesy Savings Club is all about. You know, we're there to give you resources to help you, you know, help you save money and then give you other things to consider and to think about, you know, for yourself and your family and all. Uh, like I mentioned before, that I'm concerned about the winter time. you know. Um, why are we getting these Arctic blasts? You know, uh, what they call it, Arctic, um, um, uh, they, they call them uh, Arctic blasts or uh, some other crazy word that they use. And you, you're beginning to see that they, they're trying to make sense uh, of, the, of the crazy weather patterns. And you have to think of it this way. In the past, they had standard records, you know, variants on temperatures and, you know, 
weather conditions. They had it for 30, 50 years or 100 years, pretty standard. They can pretty much see with computers. They can see on a certain date, let's say October 1st, for the last 100 years in what area, what region that you might be in, and they see sort of what the weather patterns have been. And they're pretty much stable. It's like a, a stable weather conditions and weather patterns. So so now what's been happening and getting worse each year is that these weather patterns are no longer in, in place. They have what is called chaos theory. And Gary talks about that, you know, chaos theory. We're in chaos. That means that there's nothing predictable anymore. You, you're going to start having, you know, crazy weather patterns. So I am concerned that we're here, and especially up here in the cold regions of this country in the U.S., that these weather patterns are just are going to get worse and look for freezing. We might have below zero temperatures for a month straight and then snow accumulating on top of that. So again, um, these generators are a great idea and all, uh, electric and gas that are out there. And you're also talking about crazy weather conditions or winds and, and, and you know very strong wind patterns that would snap the trees and all into the power lines and you might be out of power. And then what are you gonna do besides, you know, Start taking consideration, moving in, and talking to your your friends or your families, or you know, to see in case something does happen, you know, to make plans with them. And one of the things that I definitely always suggest to people is have these kerosene heaters. They're very safe now. You can go on, you know, on any of these websites and stuff and look for these, you know, kerosene heaters that heat up. You know, and they're 15,000 BTUs, 32,000 BTUs, and they're they're very inexpensive to run. They ventilate great, and they heat up your home. And then taking consideration, you know, for the bedroom or, you know, you can move it. it they're portable. Get yourself some kerosene, you know, in, in containers. Definitely keep them out, outside or somewhere that's ventilated for the fumes and get these red cans that they have. I think oh, those cans might be blue for kerosene. And then get these portable heaters. You can't use electricity, remember, because there ain't no electricity if it runs out. So you would need something like an alternative energy source or a heating source to heat your home. And in case you do have a blackout for, for uh, you know, a couple of days or a week or two, because these kerosene heaters, they do work. They run for days, for hours, and believe it or not, they do keep, you know, the the uh, room area warm, you know. So, again, as, as, as I'm telling you, please go out there and look for different alternatives, you know, and, and again, look for extreme cold, extreme flooding, extreme weather patterns and again like we had our show talking about the in reference to the um, conditions of financial breakdown so again there's a lot happening here everyone so please you know take the warnings 
definitely tune in on PRN. They have great shows on here. And please share this with your friends and families and neighbors. And please let them know that we have, you know, sources, you know, resources and places that people can go find out about information of what's going on all, all around us. So again, everyone, this is Alex Acuna. I've been your host here for the Endesy Savings Club radio show hour. And I apologize for the cutting off. And again, that's just to do with technology. But uh, I thank everyone. And I look forward to having everyone again on the show for the next coming week on Wednesday. Thank you, everybody. This is Alex. Bye-bye.